So uh, my presentation was a bit longer than I planned, but we do have some time for some questions. You're talking to an old man. My hearing is not that well, so speak loud and clear. And first, what's your name? My name is Patel Misal. Um, as I, um, I, I'm an EMT, so if I have a patient that, uh, that has SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, the general uh, protocol. What syndrome? Sudden infant death syndrome. Um, the suggested protocol, although it's not uh, required, is that you pretend to do everything possible um, to s pretend to save the baby um, for the sake of the parents. To what extent does Kavod Mace outweigh the Tsar of the parents? And further on that is, would you be Michal, would you be Michal Shabbos to pretend to save the baby? I thought the question would be regarding Thomas Koyanim, and that is the real question with this protocol. First of all, I think the protocol is very important. Let me share with you. I had a grandson that passed away suddenly. He was two years old. Mojtze Shabbos, nine o'clock, he was sitting in my lap, I was playing with him. A few hours later, I get a frantic phone call from my daughter, Davin for mayor. And I ask her, which mayor? And she says, my mayor. What happened? He's not breathing, that soul is here. Took me 10 seconds to get to her house. A bit more than 10 seconds and, and he was gone. And I saw, I saw that protocol, and it's extremely important. It's important for the parents to feel that we did everything above and beyond to try to save the life of their baby. Would that be defined as pikuach nevis? No. However, sometimes there are miracles. So Hatzola members won't go on doing this for hours. You do it for a certain period, knowing that there's no chance, but maybe there is. And sometimes there are unexpected things and a baby just comes back, especially by infants, more common than by grown people. So I think there is a stage in which the paramedic knows <coughs> that it's no longer and there's no longer a chance. So I don't think that would be defined as pikuach nefesh. Chilu uh, Shabbos is usually required getting to the scene. And when you get to the scene, there's always a hope that we're going to save a child. Trying to resuscitate that baby usually doesn't incur Chilu Shabbos. The bigger question is if it's a kayin, would it permit Thomas Koyani. So as long as there even is a remote chance of resuscitation, definitely yes. But there was no longer any chance then a coin should leave the premises. Are you with that or are you studying? I'm an EMT. Um. 
If I can't see you, I don't hear you. Yeah. Stand. Stand up. What's your name? Ellis. Um, the Rashman in the first part of Gavitana brings that Rabbi Gabriel the Xera to Allah, um, that you have to return the Xera from a non Jew, um, when, when do, how do we know in Sakalacha when to apply such things of, of doing such things with the You always give back an Aveda to a non Jew. Always. In, 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 not regarding this in general, how would you apply this? So that the Kona was, but also is Kiddush Hashem. And if you can do a Kiddush Hashem, you always give back that Aveda. There's an amazing Be'er Hagoyla, the very first Sif in Hilchus Gneva, Shinun Chesam Chesham Mishpot. When the Shulchan says that uh, there are certain circumstances in which not paying a loan to a boy would be permitted, the Be'er writes that uh, one should always treat an unshu like a Jew in Dina Mominus. And he writes, I have seen in life that all those that made a fortune in a dishonest way, dealing with non-Jews, ultimately lost their money. And it is only the ones that were honest and conducted all their affairs with integrity that were matzliach. So regarding a Shavasaveda to a non-Jew, the Rambam writes that if he is Mekadashem Shemayim, he should always give that Aveda back. And especially in our day and age, when we expect Goyim to give back our Avedas, and most of them do, we should do the same. And our intention should be Lekadesh Shem Shemayim. What does the Rosh Hashiva think about... Your name? Oh, Yonatan Greenberg. What does the Rosh Hashiva think about CRISPR, about genetic, uh, genetic modification of children? Um, and even though there might not be a logic issue, there are more or less you would be opposed to people doing it. Doing what? Uh, modifying uh, em- uh, embryos at an early, st- early stage in pregnancy to take out risk for um, certain diseases or potential diseases in the future. But if we're dealing with preventing illness, I definitely think it would be permissible. But if you just want to uh, to create a Superman, that would be definitely immoral and an extremely dangerous endeavor. Tomim tia imashem eloikecha. So, so many questions come up in this modern world when with every passing day we know more about our genome. What are the limits to what we need to take into account? And these questions usually are asked regarding Shidduchim. What do we need to share? What don't we need to share? 
And they say at some stage, we just say, With every passing day, we know more about our genes, and none of us have perfect genes. And we don't want to be the ones to implement Hitler's plan, of developing the Obermensch, you know, the super man. And we don't want a situation in which the ones that have epilepsy in the family will marry the ones that have uh, diabetes in the family, and those that might have colitis will marry the ones that might have some heart conditions. And everybody will come, you know, to a date or to a shatrum with a big folder. And I don't think we should play around with our genes unless there is a real, real urgent need. And I'm not aware that we have that much ability, really, at this stage where we are in playing around with our genes. Let's just leave something up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So people ask me about Dori Yishon. Is it right to mix in to what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does? So I'm saying something. I hope nobody takes me literally. I'm saying with a drop of humor. Kodesh Boho got used to it already. We're mixing into his business all the time. And he, he is forgiving. So there is a certain shtadlis that we need to make. So with Dori Yishorim, we have totally eliminated terrible diseases. And the most striking example is Tysaks. Tysaks once was a debilitating curse that afflicted only Ashkenazi Jews. And it's been decades that we have no Tysaks in our community. Children with this condition died very young with terrible pain. So, Hanach there are things that we should do, but we need to be very careful not to cross uh, boundaries. Uh, Azaria, um, I've heard uh, a lot recently about this, this sort of this irrational hate for for Jewish people, which we call Jesus and Yaakov. Is that a necessary hashkafic principle, or is that something that we see in the world and we attach a label to? But it's a necessary Hashkoch principle. It's not in the Seret Adibrot. Neither is it in the wrong list of Taryag Mitzvah Shebetayra. It is a medrash. Is there a halachic or Hashkoch necessity to believe that Esav son of Yaakov? I don't know. But it's quite obvious, especially from time to time, like the day we live in. And I think it's important because some people will always blame ourselves. And what I mean to say is the fact that Goyim hate us doesn't mean that we are not expected to our utmost to minimize that hatred. So Chazal say when a person is what would people say? Ashra 
ונמצו שם שמיים אסייב על ידוי. And if he's not honest in his dealings with people, and he's rude, and not nice, what would people say? What an ugly person he is, and that's a chilol Hashem. And I say, those people that say, they're not decent people. They should say how lucky we are that he learned Torah. If he wouldn't learn Torah, he would be a serial killer. He would be a rapist. He would be a murderer. So, Boch Hashem, Sachakol, Eindi Buro, Menachatim So he's rude, he's not nice, he's not so honest, but he doesn't kill anyone. That is what they should be saying. But that doesn't patter you from being nice and being honest. So on one hand, we need to do our utmost, especially in our interaction with non-Jews, <coughs> not only with non-Jews, to be the most honest people, the most decent people, the most caring people, and to make a Kiddush Hashem, Sheishim, Shumayim, Esavalideinu. But it is a fact. Anti-Semitism is a curse that's been with us forever. So one of the greatest Gedolim in Poland was Rabbi Menachem Zembe. Did anybody here hear the name Rabbi Menachem Zembe? Do you know who he was? Whoever heard of Rabbi Menachem Zembe? Lift your hand. Only one hand I saw lifted. Who was Rabbi Menachem Zembe? Yeah, you. Um, where is the street in the Yaakov? What do you know about him as a street? He went far beyond that street. <laughs> I think he was the greatest Godel in Poland. In pre-Holocaust Poland, he was number one. He was an amazing Eden. <coughs> and he was killed in the Warsaw Ghetto. He was shot in the street in the Warsaw Ghetto. He was buried in Yerushalayim. And I hope he forgives the ones that brought him to bury in Yerushalayim. Because if he would be buried in Poland, Probably thousands of people would be visiting his cave or on his yard site. He's buried in Halamanuchas and nobody goes to his cave. So I hope he's happy that he was buried in his school. So the Menachem Zemba once said, The lotion of Chazal is, Halocha biyadua she'esav soinel Yankov. What does it have to do with Halocha? Does this statement have any Halochic bearing? So the Menachem Zemba said, Halacha usually means halacha l'mayshe mesinai. And halacha l'mayshe mesinai is a din that defies logic. Don't try to explain it. There is no explanation. It's just halacha l'mayshe mesinai. That's the way it is. So the Menachem Zem in his day and age said, everybody hates us. The nationalists hate us because they say we're Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks destroy us because they say we're capitalists. So what are we? What are we? that everybody hates us for a different reason. So obviously it's something like Halacha Lameisha Nesiyanai. It's not something that really has logic. So that is what he said about Halacha Biyadua Sheis of Sanaliyankar. So yes, there is anti-Semitism. It's been with us forever. And one of Chazal's interpretations on the name Har Sinai is Yarda Sina Laulam. But that doesn't 
it doesn't in any way minimize our obligation to just be the nicest people, the most caring people, and the most <coughs> compassionate people. I visited Washington a few weeks ago, and I felt like a shliach tzibor going down. I didn't plan to go to Washington, but when I got to America, I was told how important that is, and maybe in another opportunity I'll tell you about my trip to Washington. But I was surprised how many people approach me in the street and say, we stand with Israel and we pray for you. And so we have friends out there as well. But yes, there definitely is anti-Semitism in the entire world. Yeah. You pointed? Yeah. So, what's your name? Usher. Usher? Yeah. So we have the same name. <laughs> What's your question? Um, we learned that Sukkot Torah is like a happy day, right? So um, I want to know why is it in the in the Why is it Why is it turned over? Your question is so good. It's the first question tonight that I don't know what to answer. It's such a good question. I don't know. We can't figure out HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways, why such a happy day turned into such a tragic day. I don't know. But that is where our Amunah comes in, and we need to believe that even though when we suffer, HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always with us. Uh, my name is Momo. What is the refuse of thinking about keeping one day and My opinion is, according to the vast majority of Poiskim, including the Shulchan Aruch, that a chutznik in Israel needs to keep two days. The opinion that there are no two days in Israel is not a das yochid. Some great gedolim had that opinion. But usually we adhere to the Shulchan Aruch, especially when the Ramah and the Shulchan Aruch have the same opinion, as is in this case. So my opinion is, Chutznikim, in Israel, need to keep two days. So I never go out against those that are somewhat uh, compromising the second day because in my life, generally, I don't go out against people. I've come to the world to be for and not to be against. Uh, and many times when people come to sign me on Pashkevilim, you know, going against this one and that one, I say... And I'm not uh, to my dismay. So, but fundamentally, I think the halacha is in accordance to the Shulchan Aruch and the and the Ramah and the Noisa Kalim that a chutznik in Israel needs to keep two days. However, I have a psak in which circumstances you are considered living here and living there. But I don't think we need to go into many details. If you want to know my psak in detail, please ask Rebelli. So we have time for two more questions. One. Nadav, how do we maintain Achtub after the war ends? Question number two, which I don't know. <laughs> I thought there was only one. We're not naive. And we know when this war is over, heads will start rolling. <coughs> and maybe some heads should roll. 
Maybe some should. And politics are politics. But I do hope that at least in the ground roots level, much of this actus will endure. I hope so. Because the power of actus was so overwhelming and so obvious and so tangible, we can only hope and pray that some of it will endure. Generally speaking, I believe every person needs to do his utmost and his dalad amot to do the right thing, to bring people together, and it is what I've been trying to do all my life. And I do hope that some of this will stay with us, but we're not naive to think that that from now on and forever, Jews will always get along and they'll all be on the same page. It's not the way people are, it's not the way Jews are. But I do hope and feel that at least in the ground roots level, much of this actus will endure. One more. That's right. Um, we see in the fourth paragraph of Kama that uh, it seems to be a, that there's no actual ownership of Goyim that live under Jewish courts in Israel of their money. So there's Hefker for Sukhina Rufra. Um, and, and because of that, um, like we mentioned before, uh, fundamentally, and pretty should, uh, you know, if we, we steal from them, we didn't return them. I'm wondering, um, well, what's not mentioned in either the Gemara or the Rambam is what if you know, three, two Nofreen that live under a Jewish court, if one steals from another, um, according to that, according to that, in the Gemara, they don't have any ownership of money. Is there any concern of Hashem under our court that we don't? First of all, I, I, you know, uh, I admit that I'm not familiar with the Gemara quoting. I do not remember that Goyes have no ownership. The halachas and Dina Mominus Ben Yisrael Atom are complicated halachas, as I mentioned before, but I'm not aware that a Goy has no ownership. It's a milta de pshita. Of course, Goyes have ownership. How would Gezalakim be awesome in a Torah if a Goy has no ownership? But uh, I think whatever I have to say about the monetary uh, affairs, I already said before, and I think that in our day and age, and I wrote about this extensively, I think uh, we should treat Goyim in a very fair way across the board. One more. Yes, Gabriel. What are some things that we, one can do to maintain your at every second of every single day? So today was Shabbos Mavorchim. And we have Berchus HaChodesh that we say Shabbos Mavorchus HaChodesh. And we ask for various different things that are important to us. There's only one thing that we ask twice, and it's strange. So why would we, in one short tefillah, ask twice for the same thing? So there are many vertlach. One vertel is because between the two, we say, 
And if you're wealthy and you get covered, you need an additional bakosha to have Yerushalayim v'yerushchet. If that bakosha is fulfilled. It's a good vertel, but it's only a vertel. So what's the real answer? I think pshat is... We ask a Kodesh Bog, we should have Chaim Sheyesh Bam Yiddish Shemaim V'Yiddish And then we ask Chaim Sheyesh Bam Avas Torah V'Yiddish It's not Avas Torah, comma, Yiddish No. It's the way that you need to say this Benashima Achas. Chaim Sheyesh Bam Avas Torah V'Yiddish so why didn't anybody say such a poshita explanation and await it for me? Because most people would find it strange, a concept of ahavat yerat shamayim. We all understand and appreciate what avis Torah is. Torah is so beautiful, so enriching, such a pleasure to learn. So it seems natural to ask for chaim shesh b'amavis Torah. But is there a concept of Ahavat HaYir'ah? I think so. I think so. So in the first passage in Perek, Ein Oimdim, in Mesechet Brochus, Brochus Lamed Gimel, Rabbeinu Yonis says, the Gemara says, Ein Oimdim Lehispala, Elo Mitoich Simcha Shal Mitzvah, Chazal, Kor Posek, Vegilu Bira'odo, Vegilo is rejoice in trepidation, in awe. Rabbeinu explains, Simcha and Yero never come together. They are contradictory. When a person is afraid, he's in fright, usually he's not very happy, he's not very merry. Rabbeinu says, that's in every other Yero, not in Yero's faith, in Yero's Shemayim. It should enhance our simcha. And we need to be so happy that we are in awe of HaKadosh We should be so thankful that we have Yerushalayim because most of the people living on this planet don't. Most of our brethren don't, to our dismay. And if we could feel a real Yerat Shemayim, it should enhance our simcha. I think there's a shir of Ibn Gvirol in which he writes, Yoreisi b'simchosi b'samachti b'toch yirati. So the way I understand it, we ask the Kodesh Borhu, he should give us chaim sheyesh b'em, ahavas toiro v'yarat shamayim. And yarat shamayim should not, should not frighten us, and should not turn us away, but we need to develop a life in which Yerushalayim brings us closer to our Kodesh Baruch Hu. And it is more awe than fear. So I really don't have any magic formulas in the entire realm of Avastad and Yerushalayim. You know, you ask a Kodesh Baruch you do your best, you try to learn Musa, and you're not, you try to find the right texts, the right svarim that, that appeal to you. And... Uh, and that is all I could suggest. And uh, and if my bracha has been anything, I, my bracha to you is, you should rejoice in the Yerashimah. 
was a pleasure to see you all. This is Mitzvah Shabbos, and once again, my bracha to all of you. You should be grateful. And Shemizkeh, like Dil Torah, Ola Hadira, a good vote for everyone.